Ramadan is a time to realign, revive, awaken spiritually. But if you've got young kids at home, if you're in charge of running your household, if you have 101 things to do every day, then making the most out of Ramadan can be a mammoth task. To do all the things you want to do in Ramadan on top of everything that you normally do is a hard thing to do. So in today's episode, I wanna talk to you about how to make the most of Ramadan with your kids. This is episode number 69 of the Raising Mums podcast. Welcome to Raising Mums, a live weekly broadcast streaming on Facebook and Instagram that inspires mums to live with purpose and intention, to raise their children mindfully, and empowers mothers everywhere to own their lives and thrive doing it. I want to begin with a story, a story about the best Ramadan I ever had, a Ramadan where I felt like, mashallah, I came out of that Ramadan changed. A Ramadan where I felt like my children grew spiritually as well. A Ramadan where, as a family, we came closer. A few years ago, when I was heavily pregnant, we sold our house. And before the house we were going to move into was ready, we found ourselves with nowhere to stay. So we quickly found a rental property and moved in. Now, this place was lovely, but with a growing family... It wasn't ideal, it was small, there wasn't a lot of storage, but we were grateful for it. It was a sweet little place and at least we had somewhere to stay until our new house was ready for us. Our plan was to only be there for maybe six months, but after more and more legal problems with the other house and issue after issue, it became clear that we were gonna be in our quote unquote temporary home for a lot longer than we had planned. And honestly, that was hard. I was very pregnant (laughs) by this point and I hadn't thought that I was going to be having a newborn baby in this home. And I hadn't packed anything. I hadn't packed things for the baby. I hadn't brought all that stuff with us. And I hadn't packed the things for Ramadan either. So I had the baby, mashallah, and everything went fine, and we worked it all out. We managed to dig out all the baby stuff from my sister-in-law's garage and from the storage facility where we'd kept things, and we worked it out. Ramadan was about to begin, and I didn't have all the usual things. I didn't have all the decorations. I didn't have all the calendars. I didn't have all my beautiful books about Ramadan, all the activity books, all the fun things that I've collected over the years that I bought to make Ramadan really special. And we had to make do with what we had, which wasn't a lot. We bought some cheap decorations from eBay. Not a lot because we knew we didn't have the space to put them up. I'd brought one or two books that happened to be about Ramadan, so we got those out. And that was it. That is all we had. But we made the most out of it. You know, every day we listened to classes online together as a family. I remember so vividly how we all squeezed into that small living room and prayed almost every prayer together as a family. How we sang nasheeds, how we did dhikr together. And all of this coupled with the fact that it was lockdown and we were not going out as much as we normally would. We were not visiting the mosque. We were not visiting other families. We were forced 
By our situation, to simplify, we were forced to abandon all the usual distractions and really focus on what mattered. And we had the best Ramadan ever, mashallah. And so looking back on that Ramadan, personally, I wanted to draw out some of the lessons that I took from that to help my own family this year and to help yours too, inshallah. And I want you to think now about your Ramadan, the best Ramadan you ever had. Maybe there are some similarities with my story as well. So before we continue with the rest of today's episode, I just want to pause for a quick break to tell you about an incredible resource that I have for you and your family. Connect with your children this Ramadan. Strengthen their Iman. Deepen their love for Islam with our exclusive library for Muslim parents. Choose from hundreds of free resources. Teach Quran, Sirah, the 99 names of Allah, Ramadan and Eid crafts and much more. Create a memorable and meaningful Ramadan for your kids. Visit ourmuslimhomeschool.com forward slash library to get access to our huge library of hundreds of educational resources for Muslim kids. That's ourmuslimhomeschool.com forward slash library. Looking back on that Ramadan, I think one of the big things that sticks out for me was that I didn't need all that stuff. I didn't need all those toys and all the decorations to make Ramadan special. Ramadan was special. Ramadan is special without all the gimmicks and the tricks. Now, does that mean I'm not going to put up decorations this year? Does this mean I'm not going to try and do fun things with my kids? Of course not. I'm still going to do those things. But they're no longer going to be the focus. What I've learned is that Ramadan is intrinsically beautiful It is intrinsically blessed and special and that nothing I can do, nothing that I can buy, will change that. And the question then becomes, not how do I make it special, because it is special. The question I'm going to be focusing on now is how can I help my children to feel that? One of the problems with being so busy in Ramadan and not slowing down is that we can't feel the moment. We don't have time to contemplate, to connect, to truly feel the blessing of the month in our hearts if we are distracted by all the things that we have to do in this world. It's that connection that we feel that it's such a gift and it's a gift that we want to give our kids That is what will make them fall in love with the month. So that Ramadan, we were forced to slow down. We didn't have any choice. Due to circumstances outside of our control, we were forced to slow everything right down and focus on the bare essentials. And so looking at your Ramadan now that's coming, is there a way that you can slow down? Is there a way that you can minimize distractions. So that's a big one in today's day and age. And something that I am going to be doing is I'm going to be minimizing how much I use my phone. I am minimizing how much social media 
I'm consuming, which means that I can focus on Ramadan and making the most of this month. And it means that I can focus on bringing the children into that experience as well. Is there a way in your home that you can minimize distractions? Could you reduce how much you pick up your phone during the month? Could you turn off the TV or not switch it on until the evening? Could you put your phone away entirely? Could you cut back on the number of social gatherings that you attend or maybe just not stay as long? There are benefits, of course, there are benefits in visiting other people, in sharing a meal with other people, but maybe instead of staying for all those hours, you just stay for an hour and then you leave so that you can get home in your fresh to do all the acts of Ibadah that you wanted to do that evening. So think about that now. Think about the distractions that you have in your life right now. What can you eliminate or remove or minimize going into Ramadan? From a homeschooling perspective, we will be focusing more on the study of Quran, on Islamic sciences. We will still be doing little bits here and there of other things, but the focus is going to shift more dramatically onto the study of Islam. And and one of the resources that we will be using for that is the free library that I have on my website. We have a library of hundreds of resources, educational resources for Muslim kids that we're going to be using. And I'll leave the link for where you can sign up for that library in the show notes. It's absolutely free. Um, and just consider that a gift from me to you this Ramadan. Now, when I say slowing down, I don't mean slowing down in acts of worship. Absolutely not. I mean slowing down in all the other stuff, all the other things that we do that clutter our days, clutter our brains, clutter our hearts. We should definitely not slow down on our worship and all the great things that we do in Ramadan, all the acts that are going to be pleasing to Allah. So think about all the things that you're doing right now that can wait until after Ramadan, like painting the garden fence or buying a new kitchen table, those things don't need to be done in the month of Ramadan. They can wait. Don't allow yourself to get distracted. This month will come and it will go so quickly. And I really don't want you to regret having lost those precious moments. Now let's talk as well about your time in the kitchen. Yes, it is good to feed people. Yes, there's a lot of benefit in it. There's a lot of blessing, a lot of reward in feeding your family and feeding your neighbours and feeding people in your community. But there is a point where you go overboard. There's a point at which it's too much because it's preventing you from doing those acts of worship that you know that you should be doing. So a way to get around this, if you do have commitments where you need to feed your family, where you need to feed other people in your community, is to meal plan. Is to plan out ahead of time the meals you're going to cook for a week the first week of Ramadan, maybe even the second week as well, maybe even the entire month. Planning ahead the meals you're going to cook is going to save you time because it means that you can buy the ingredients before Ramadan begins. It means you're not worrying and thinking on the day about what you're going to be cooking that day. And when it comes to actually cooking, you know exactly what you need to do. Saving you time, saving you effort during that month where your energy is so precious. Even if you're listening to this right at the end of Ramadan, maybe you've just got a couple of days left of the month, you can still meal plan for those last two days. 
And if you would like to know more about meal planning, specifically in Ramadan, I did a YouTube tutorial about meal planning in Ramadan, and I even have a free meal planner that I offer on my website, and I'll leave the link for that in the show notes. If we think back to that story I shared at the beginning about the most meaningful Ramadan that we had, and it was yet the most simple, and it was the most quiet Ramadan we've ever had. One of the things I mentioned was that we didn't have all the usual toys and books and decorations. And I think those things are great. I think, you know, it's great to have loads more toys and resources for Muslim kids now available on the market. It's wonderful to get your kids excited and having fun in Ramadan. But I learned that the real magic, the real beauty of Ramadan does not come in a cardboard box. It doesn't come with an Amazon label on the front. The real beauty of Ramadan is Ramadan. Intrinsically, it is blessed. It is special. It's beautiful in and of itself. And so our job as parents isn't to make it fun. It's to allow our children to experience that beauty, to have those spiritual experiences. Now, you might not think your four-year-old can have a spiritual experience, but I assure you they can. Take time to tell them stories about the Prophet, peace be upon him. Show them the moon and then tell them the story of how the Prophet, peace be upon him, split that moon. And then say to them, look at that moon. Can you imagine the Prophet, peace be upon him, standing there and with his hands moving that moon apart? and really help them to engage in that story. That is a spiritual experience. What about taking your children to classes, to gatherings, where Allah is spoken of, where the Prophet, peace be upon him, is spoken of? Your children will feel that energy, will feel that spiritual energy. That is far more valuable to them than anything that you can purchase. Now, again, I'm not dismissing those things you can buy because sometimes those things you buy can create those spiritual experiences. A really beautifully written Islamic storybook creates that experience or thoughtfully made toys for Muslim children through role play and can create those spiritual awakenings for your kids as well. It doesn't need any gimmicks. It doesn't need any special magic fairy dust. Ramadan is blessed. It is beautiful if you give your children the space, free from distractions, to experience it as much as possible. I want your kids to have fun this Ramadan. I want them to enjoy it, but don't make fun the sole purpose of Ramadan for your kids. Try to give them opportunities to feel the month, to feel a spiritual connection through great stories, through sitting in gatherings, through hearing Quran, through whatever means is available to you and be together with them as much as possible. Because when we slow down, we can truly be present. When we eliminate those distractions, then we can feel that moment. We can feel the togetherness as a family unit and we can feel the beauty of the month. How can you make your children love Ramadan? Is it by buying them lots of presents? One way that you can is by teaching your kids, by talking to your children 
about the mercy of Allah, about the kindness of Allah, about all of the bounty that Allah bestows upon us during the month of Ramadan. That is what will make them fall in love with Ramadan, that connection with their heart to the divine. In your community, you might also have events going on for kids. Usually these kinds of events are based around storytelling, which again gives children that opportunity to really connect on an emotional level with the beauty of this month. And they are worth seeking out. So that is my advice to you this Ramadan. Slow down as much as your life situation allows. Meal plan. Reduce unnecessary commitments outside of the home. Preserve your energy and you don't need any tricks. You don't need any gimmicks to make Ramadan special. It is intrinsically special. It is blessed. All you need to do is give your children the opportunity to feel it. So before we wrap up today, I just want to read you a review that was left on Apple Podcasts from Um Asjad. She said, really love all your broadcasts. You have changed the way of our thinking and living in a positive way. Thank you so much, Um Ashad. Thank you for those five stars as well. If you haven't already, please head over to your podcast provider and leave the Raising Mums podcast a five-star review. And don't forget to head over to our website and join our free library of educational resources for Muslim kids. There's so much there and there is tons there for Ramadan and it's all free, it's free to join and it is my gift to you. Please head over to ourmuslimhomeschool.com forward slash library. Join today and have a look through all the resources that we have for your children this Ramadan. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Have a beautiful week and a beautiful Ramadan, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum.